Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're doing a little Week 15 recap. We had some games on Saturday, one on Thursday, bunch today. So we're going to go over, you know, the star players that were for this week. Star player of the day, I think it's pretty clear. It's going to be Todd Gurley, who just went nuts today. He had, by halftime, I think, he already had 33.8 points in standard scoring leagues, which just a ridiculous game from him. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? He's done it all year, but once again, a four-touchdown performance, 152 yards rushing. Uh, you know, at Seattle, too. The guy is a, a freak. He's awesome. Um, and, you know, why we laughed when people thought about actually benching him against the Seattle defense. Uh, that's why you don't. That's why you don't bench your your stud players because this can happen any given time. And he's been wonderful all year. And, and he just put on the, uh, the cherry on top for a lot of people. I know he helped them win their league. So good for you guys. Congratulations, because I'm sure there's a ton of you out there listening right now that really uh found pay dirt because of girly this week yeah i mean he was the number one back heading into the week and i mean people were legitimately asking us if we should if they should bench him or not which just you know you start your studs i mean i guess it didn't work out this week with russell wilson if you did that starting your studs but still majority of the time that's what works and so you just go with it and you start players like girly because this is what he's going to do. So if you have another week, hopefully he'll do it again and keep you winning the championship next week. How about we go over to Kareem Hunt, who on Saturday night went off for the Chiefs against the Chargers, which was end up being, I think, his second highest scoring game of the season, which is kind of impressive after how he started those first three games. But he disappeared for about two months, and all of a sudden Kareem Hunt's back. I mean, he's He's right back to being a top five back, it looks like. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to tip my hat to him. I, Not that I wrote him off, but I was very down on him, and for good reason. But they talk about increasing his workload. Last two weeks, 24 carries and 25 carries. Uh, you know, they they got back to feeding the beast, and it, it, it paid big time for him. So it's nice to see him actually look like he wasn't just a flash in the pan for, you know, the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, um, hopefully people kept starting him I and mean, they should have started him this week after he came back last week and played really well because I mean, this is what you can expect from him and next week he's going against Miami. He could probably do it again, but I think the big key is here the last two weeks, he's gotten 25 carries and 24 carries. I think they just needed to hand him the ball and keep, you keep it going with him. I mean, that's pretty much for those weeks where he did nothing. He wasn't getting the ball. So. I think it's a big step for that, and I think he's going to have another great week. He'll pr- I mean, he might be a top five back for us next week. He's going to be right around there, especially in the, the the top guys have pretty much separated themselves. Like It's like Gurley now. Hunt could be up there, but then how about the – I mean, we could quick talk about the New Orleans backs. They did it again. Mark Ingram was the big story. He had the big game this week, and then Alvin Kamara still got a touchdown, didn't really do much else, but he gets 14.9 in standard because he just – catches some balls he gets in the end zone every time yeah even without the touchdown he doesn't kill you know i mean he, he gets you about nine points from you know like you said 12 carries and and six receptions you know not bad at all i mean even ingram he got it you know he got it done uh 
and he he actually he got it done kind of like Kamara because usually he gets a few more carries and kind of mostly a, a runner than a receiver. But seventy seven yards, you know, out of five catches, and then obviously only twelve carries, but two of them turn into you know the end zone. So twenty seven points for this guy, and you know, once again, just he's been wonderful pretty much all season, but definitely since their break, you know, or their bye week on week five. So both of these guys, guaranteed starters every single time, uh, even together, it just shows you they they both are almost guaranteed double digits, which is pretty ridiculous when you you take a look at what they're able to accomplish with splitting the workload. You know, they're outscoring almost every other back and getting, you know, less than half the touches really. And then also for the Saints, Michael Thomas has now got touchdowns in three straight games, starting to finally, I think, look like the player everyone thought he was at the beginning of the season, what he should have been, especially these last two games. So it's good to see that from him as well. And then, all right, how about a quarterback here I'm going to talk about? Cam Newton just went nuts today. And, I mean, I guess this is what Cam Newton does, though. He's going to have weeks like this. I guess you never quite know when the – ridiculously amazing Cam Newton's going to show up, but it, he did today with four touchdown passes. Can you expect the next weekend against Tampa? I mean, to tell you the truth, that's why it's always so difficult to play this guy because I really don't know what Cam Newton is going to show up. And we had talked about this in a previous podcast. We had questions about who would we start, who could you pick up, this and that. And when you have just one week to play him, you know, I think it was it was actually me. You know, I was like, ah, maybe I'd lean Case Keenum. I think that was who we're, we're kind of comparing, who's someone that's very steady and someone who's kind of up and down. And once again, I mean, Case Keenum, 23 points. Yeah, you know, nice person to, to have in there and to start. But, you know, if you put Cam in there, he could easily win you the week. So it, it kind of goes back to that. Which which person, like how, how much risk reward can you put up there? Uh, Cam Newton, obviously... He could be an easy start next week as well, but it'll be the same the same question. It, you know what I mean? He could pull kind of a Russell Wilson this week and really put you in a hole. So um, I don't know. How, how risk adverse can you be? I think next week I'm, I'm going to just – I'm going to start him and not worry about it because of the fact that he's playing Tampa. That's about it. I think that's just a good matchup. Well, you say that, but he played Tampa Bay earlier this season, only put up 14 and a half. It's not the same Tampa Bay team. That was a, that was a while ago. You know that was week eight. But um, it just shows you. I mean, I, I probably am leaning there with you because at this point, you know, you probably just put your big guns in. But you know, it's it's always one of those things. People are gonna, you know, pretty much come back at us and said, "Oh, you said you would have started him." I just want you to know it could he could easily go the other way on you too. He's he's so up and down. Probably don't have a better option. And with the good matchup next week, I think you just go with it. You roll with it. Hope for the best. Maybe you'll get 40 and win your league. You know, you can definitely win you your league. That's for sure. Yeah. And <clears throat> since we're talking about quarterbacks, you know, you have to ask the question. Nick Foles, huge game, the second highest scoring QB, four touchdowns with only like 230 yards. Is is this a real thing? Is this like what the Philadelphia offense can produce? Just a lot of touchdowns and, and even though they don't need a lot of passing yards? Is he going to be a viable option next week as well? I think so. I think he. Sh- I think he really will be. And that's the thing. I wasn't terribly scared about Nick Foles for the Eagles. I mean, I didn't expect this, obviously, but 
I didn't think he was going to just completely hurt them. I mean, he's an experienced quarterback. He's had good seasons in the past. It's it's possible he could play well. And he gets to play Oakland at home next week. I mean, I could I would probably roll him out there in in leagues and feel decent about it, thinking he can get you 20 points. Not expecting 30 points, but yeah, I think he's gonna be okay. That offense is good enough where he doesn't have to do a lot to actually put up decent numbers either. All right, how about the Jacksonville team? And Blake Bortles, a great game again. This is becoming pretty normal for Blake Bortles again. This is, what, four weeks in a row he's been a fairly good fantasy quarterback. And how about, and this is without Leonard Fournette. This was, I mean, these are the guys who scored touchdowns for him today on this team. It's Tommy Bohannon scores a touchdown, scores two. Jaden Mickens scores two. You got Keelan Cole scoring a touchdown and Corey Grant scoring a touchdown. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how they win. They put up 45 points on the board when those are the players scoring touchdowns all game. This is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I I really don't know what to tell you on this one. I highly doubt people are playing any of these guys, so it probably doesn't affect you that much. But I mean, even like Tommy Bohannon, you know, a fullback that got two carries, both for a yard, both for a touchdown. He ends up with 12 points out of nowhere. Uh, those wide receivers, you know, once they, they really were out of nowhere too. I mean, Injuries hit, and this is you know this is the kind of stuff you end up seeing. I guess the question, and I don't know how bad Lee's injury is, but um, you had mentioned one of the wide receivers, and I know we had talked to uh, about him just before this episode, kind of talking about where the heck did this guy come from. Um, but uh, Keelan Cole actually has looked good the past three weeks, a touchdown in each game, and the last two have been very, very nice. Is he someone that you would actually look to pick up to play in kind of the final weeks in in playoff time? Is he a viable option? I would be very hesitant about it. It would, man, it would, I'd have to be hurting at wide receiver to play him, I feel like, even though he's been pretty good, he gets to go against San Francisco, it's a decent matchup. I'd have to be in probably a deeper league to think about it. I just... Uh, I, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. I don't know. I don't think I could play. Right. It's a little, uh, still a little too unknown. I do have to say though, what against Seattle, three catches, 99 yards, a touchdown. And today seven catches, 186 yards and a touchdown, which seems like a bit aggressive of a jump. You, you'll see this sometimes, but if, if Lee really is hurt and Cole is actually, you know, projected to be one of those starters, you know, it, it might be kind of an interesting one, especially for maybe a, a keeper league or someone. You you see these guys kind of emerge at the end of the year. You know, don't don't hesitate to maybe throw them on your bench if you have a if you have a spot left over. Yeah, I mean, Cole could be interesting for a dynasty league. You know, he, he, I don't know if there's anything here for sure, but he's still. I mean, and in the future, he's going to be behind Allen Robinson at least. I can't say he's going to. I mean, maybe Marquise Lee. There's a lot of receivers there on this team that just are kind of... Yeah, and you, we don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's more of a wait-and-see kind yep. of thing, if you have the if you have the room, obviously. All right, how about another wide receiver here? Go to the Giants, and Sterling Shepard goes off today for the Giants as they almost beat the Eagles. They kept it close. 11 catches, 139 yards, and a touchdown. <coughs> He's had, what, three big games this season? Out of all the, and the rest have been nothing games or he's been hurt three big games. And this is just one of them. Yep. And 
really you can chalk it up to the fact that Eli didn't play the way he played previously in the season. Uh, I don't know what the difference was. Maybe it's maybe because they shook it up. Maybe that you know it, he just was on for some reason. But Eli Manning had one heck of a game as well, and he has really struggled all year. So I think that's what it, I chalk it up to. I think he, uh, I think Shepard is a talented wide receiver. But really, it doesn't matter unless you're Beckham. I think Beckham can pretty much overcome any odds. But if Eli plays well, I think Shepard will play well. And But when Eli's not getting it done, it doesn't matter who's running routes out there. So Eli Manning, 434 yards, three touchdowns, and one, one interception. 33 points, by far his best performance of the year. I think he had one other game. I shouldn't say by far. He had two other games early on in the season that were good, but everything else is kind of mid-teens, if not lower. So uh, it just kind of goes to show, you know, it, it really does matter uh, who else is playing around you when you're, especially when you're a wide receiver. Yeah, even Tavares King caught two passes, 70 yards, two touchdowns for the Giants. So another one of those just random big fantasy days you weren't expecting at all. Man, if somebody if somebody started Tavares King, I'd be very impressed. He was owned in 0.5% of league. So hey, you never know. He was, before this, he was ranked 110th yeah. in the as a wide receiver. He did good for you. <laughs> two catches, 70 yards, <laughs> and two touchdowns. All right. How about there wasn't necessarily a crazy big fantasy day, but Jimmy Garoppolo, just gonna bring up his name, threw for 381 yards and a touchdown. I mean, and if you did play him, that's still a very it's a very solid game. And I, what the 49ers are basically undefeated. I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo has been out there. So three and oh, I think with him now. Yeah, he, he looks really, really nice and another nice game. Um, Tennessee is no slouch when it comes to defense, really. I mean, he's not he's not playing one of the worst teams there. Um, you know, you would hope that he could maybe get that touchdown number up that can really amp up your points. But the only bad thing about uh, him and I think. He's going to be an interesting one going into next year. But, you know, his final two games are against two very good defenses, Jacksonville and then the L.A. Rams. So, <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, I, I don't know if I would necessarily look at him the rest of the year. But uh, his name is going to be pretty hot when it comes next year uh, for for the draft because uh, you're starting to see what he can do and with not a whole lot of weapons around him at the moment. Well, I mean, other than I guess maybe Marquise Goodwin now in the three games with Three games with Garoppolo, he's caught a total of 24 passes in these three games and has 99 yards, 106, and 114 in the three games. That's impressive. Yeah, it really is. And once again, he's he's another guy putting up uh, good numbers without getting touchdowns. So that's always a very positive thing, and hopefully he can expand on that. But another guy, you know, he, he's one of these guys that we had talked about uh, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, he can really make the difference for a playoff push. Uh, a guy that you can get late in the season that kind of comes on and uh, puts up a few points where you don't expect it. Yeah, still next week against Jacksonville. Then I'm not sure about starting any of them, though. I think it might be it for this year. But yeah, yeah, I would agree. I agree with you on that one. He'll definitely be an interesting pickup next week. And then how about? Well, I can talk about San Francisco. Robbie Gold, 24 points. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! The, the kicker is with this many points, kill me. Where were all these performances last year, too? <clears throat> or last week, I should say. I'm looking at all these players. Even Suckup or whatever got 14 points compared to his one last week. And uh, all these players screwed me. Yeah, but 24 points by Robbie Gold. That is 
that's brutal way to lose. And I know that will actually be a difference in a lot of a lot of games is that 24 points from a kicker. Um, it's, that's, that's a hard one to compete with. It is. When you get when you get that many points out of a kicker, I mean, you're probably in pretty good shape. And I don't know, maybe eliminate the quick kicker from your leagues. I wouldn't if a league was one to do that, I wouldn't I wouldn't probably go against it. <laughs> I'll let you I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, I would I would definitely listen because I feel like I get <laughs> I definitely get hurt by that more than it, it helps me. Or I feel like it's more luck, I should say. It, it's complete luck, I feel like, for the most part. And yeah, it's just it's crazy. Now, some other guys probably don't need to talk about too much, but they just had another good games. Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, those kind of guys, they just, they're, that's why they're ranked up near the top all the time. They're great players and they keep putting up good games. Same thing with Melvin Gordon. We didn't talk about him. We talked about that Kansas City, San Diego game. He had another good game. He does it with more receiving yards, actually, than passing or rushing yards. So, LaShawn McCoy gets another decent game, even though the yardage wasn't there. He gets touchdowns. So, a lot of see they start your studs. I guess the studs are the ones getting the points here again, other than some random guys too. But you keep playing those guys, right? But those, yeah, those random guys probably aren't going to be played. I mean, you and I, I think a good example of this is DeAndre Hopkins. Didn't have a whole lot of points going against Jacksonville, and then you know in one quarter he pretty much goes from one point to fourteen, you know that quickly. So it's it's just one of those things you have to play those guys they're too talented to really you know i would i'd much rather end up with a, a four point performance out of hopkins than risk it on a you know you know someone someone lower down the line i'd definitely always give those guys an opportunity to score for you all right how about some disappointments here for the week i guess one of them could be russell wilson didn't really there's a f- i was going to say a few quarterbacks but he's got to be leading the leading the charge just because he was doing so well how about stick with seattle here we go over the tight end here jimmy graham so over the last two weeks jimmy graham has played both games yet i have scored more fantasy points than jimmy graham has <laughs> it's he has negative 0.1 over the last two weeks combined oh, it's so bad one catch for negative one yard what's all of a sudden happened i don't i don't understand that because he was scoring touchdowns he had five touchdowns in Four games before that, he had just getting touchdowns in almost every game, and then he just don't, did absolutely nothing these last two weeks. So, <coughs> yeah, disappointment. But you know what? You're starting him, I think. You're still starting him because tight end's a tough position, and I don't see how you have anybody better. So just start him next week and hope for the best. <laughs> I guess that's all I would say for that one. Let's see here. about A.J. Green? Pretty disappointing game, but it wasn't necessarily unexpected going against Minnesota. You you just hope a player of A.J. Green's caliber is able to overcome it, but he just really wasn't able to, and I think got about, what, 30 yards on the day? So, I mean, yeah, if he had a better quarterback, maybe he could have overcame that, but when you're playing against that good of a pass defense and your quarterback's not very good, it's going to be a rough outing for you, I guess, and two catches for 30 yards just – Probably hurt a lot of people's fantasy teams this week. Yeah, and you know that's a tough one because AJ Green, as talented as they may be, the past two weeks when you know playoffs hit, he hasn't done anything, and, and that's really rough. And you know, even before that, it's really touchdown dependent in order to put up points. Um, I, th- I feel like it's actually been kind of a strange year for first of all that Bengals team in, in general. 
But I think everyone kind of thought that Dalton might take a, a step forward or at least more consistent with AJ. I feel like over the past seasons he has been. Um, so it's once again, it's a kind of a strange turn for him being kind of as prolific as he has been. Very good, obviously. He's I think he was before this week, he was ranked the fifth best wide receiver still. Um, but you know, it just goes to show you could build out your roster really, really well, and then four point four and three points, two weeks of when you really, really need him. Um, and, and you know, that's you, you would hope that someone of his caliber could do it against Minnesota, even though I know that defense is rough. Um, 30 yards just isn't getting it done. Then how about Jordy Nelson? Rodgers comes back. We expect, okay, this is why Nelson wasn't doing well. No Aaron Rodgers. And yet he doesn't do anything again. He does another three for 28. I mean, is Jordy really just done at this point? Yeah, I I hate to write him off. And especially now that Aaron Rodgers is back, it really is one game. And I'll I'll say this, even though Aaron Rodgers scored 27 points, he, he definitely had a shake off the rust. I mean, he threw three interceptions. He didn't look as sharp as he usually does. He pulled it out for fantasy owners. But um, I, I'm not ready to write Jordy off quite yet. But he's definitely, you know, I would have to say that this is the beginning of uh, a steep decline. It's just, does he have a year left? Does he have, you know, next week against Minnesota? If A.J. Green couldn't do it, is, is this someone that you're just writing off for next week in general? Yeah. I'm not putting Jordy in my lineup next week at all. He's on the bench and maybe next year, but I doubt it. I think, I don't know, this might be the end of the run. At least he's going to, at the very least, you're going to be able to get Jordy Nelson for very cheap in an auction draft, very late in a snake draft next year, I think. Well, you say that, but I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if you, like, I would be very interested to find out what the consensus is because it really does only take one good game uh, you know, in the final couple or whatever for everyone to forget about how much he struggled. Um, and you look at those numbers in the beginning of the year and he was just on on fire with Aaron Rodgers. So once again, I have a hard time completely writing him off, but does it change anything if Devontae Adams does not clear concussion protocol and he wasn't able and he's not able to come back next week? Does that free up more passes to go his way? Would it change your mind at all? Maybe slightly, but it's even seemed to be after Adams was out, it seemed like Ger- Geronimo Allison was getting more of the looks. Yeah, and I, we all know how much I love Geronimo Allison, so I'd love to actually see him in a, a big-time position there. I think he would be a very good wide receiver. But, yeah, I I, I watched uh, a lot of this game, and I it I once again, I just can't tell you if Jordy is just on the decline or if the fact that, you know, Teams know this, so they try to take Jordy out of it. I'm not sure. I, I can't tell exactly what's going on with him, to be honest. But I'm probably leaning with with Craig over here. I think it would be very, very scary to start him next week. For as much as he struggled, I mean, he hasn't really gotten a, he hasn't gotten a touchdown since week five, and he hasn't gone over. I think 60 yards is the best he's done since week five, too. So I mean, there's not a whole lot there that um, if I'm just going by numbers, there's no way. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I could do it. And, you know, there's just not much of a chance I'd play him. So, yeah, don't trust it. I mean, if you're in a deeper league and or you're in a spot where you have no receivers, yeah, you can play him. But I would do it and expect three points. That's about, I think, what you could do for them. So I'm going to stay away. But, all right, I don't, we got any other players here? Or is that about it? Um, I mean, no, I think. QB is a very interesting. What what do you think about? I mean, obviously that crazy Patriots Pittsburgh game. Uh, 
Pittsburgh Patriots pull it out. Once again, they're going to win their their division conference, whatever. Um, but 17 points, he did okay. This is his best in three games. But what are you feeling about Tom Brady? Like how? I think it's a fair question to ask. Is this someone that you want to play next week, or can you find someone that you like more? Obviously, we always lean towards playing the the studs. Does that rule apply for Tom Brady? Yeah, I still am playing him. Yeah, it hasn't been a great three weeks necessarily, but I'm still going to play Tom Brady. And I don't, I just don't, there's the other options what you probably would consider are going to end up being like the players who have done pretty well here, like Foles or Keenum or Bortles. And I'm not playing any of them over Brady, even though they've been outscoring him. I'm still playing Tom Brady because who knows, maybe this is the game where he throws four one yard touchdowns, you know? He just hasn't been doing yeah, as many of those. Yeah, I I totally agree. I just had to ask the question because I know that it's going to be rattling around some people's minds, and for good reason too. I I totally understand it, but once again, you know, I'd be hard pressed not to start someone of his caliber. That's for sure. But all right, I think that's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow. I think we'll have some waivers. The last waiver show of the year. I'm pretty sure at this point. Get you ready for your week 16 games. Might be a couple players out there you can pick up. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about those Jacksonville receivers and if any of them are worthwhile or you should even consider them at all. So, And get some QB streamers and some defenses for you. But we will talk to you guys tomorrow.